What's up, guys? Today's guest, we have Kelly Ferry, a Vegas radio host from Comp 92.3. But you guys may all recognize her as Izzy from 105.1 The Blaze. She has been a key part of bringing local underground hardcore bands to the traditional radio waves here in Fresno. And on today's episode, we discuss a variety of topics as far as competitive gaming in Halo and as well as how she got started in the radio industry. Hopefully you guys enjoy and let's jump right into it. really give like newer local bands um a platform on my local new music show that I do on the weekends um I knew like probably a span of like 40 bands but recently when I did that battle of the bands at full circle for that gen x show I met so many new bands I didn't even know existed in the central valley and right now I'm really trying to work with all of them um to let them kind of have a spot on the show so that they can you know be exposed a little bit and what's funny is like it's just my my job to me, you know, but it's like they get so excited when you hit them up like, hey, you want to be on the show? Like, oh, my God, are you serious? That's yeah. so nice. Like, it's so much to them. And I think that's why I enjoy doing it so much, because I'm sure it can be hard to find people on the radio that, you know, want to give a local band a shot, you know, to be heard. But I just think it's super important to keep people um interested in the local music scene because it can be tough and we have like a huge talent pool out here when it comes to local music no matter what genre it is so that's kind of what I've been working on as of late the most perfect in my life in general how do you keep up on all the new bands coming out like I'm curious because I would I would I don't even know like there's so many <laughs> I gotta keep a list man like yeah. I gotta write them down like when I discovered them I had to be like okay well, I gotta get in touch with this one and look at this music and all that kind of stuff so I literally have a handwritten list on okay. my desk at work so that I can keep track of everything um, but it's fun it's really cool discovering them and getting to know them especially so awesome yeah well, that kind of ties into what you do for a living. So if you didn't <laughs> sound familiar already, this is Kelly from 105.1. Yes. And yeah, talk about how that kind of started okay. with the radio station. Um, well, I started radio seven years ago. Um, I okay. went to school in Illinois. I'm from the Chicago suburbs. And I was actually going to school for psychology. I wanted to work with serial killers in prison. That was like my goal in life. I'm fascinated. All right. So halfway through college, it's, you know, my sophomore summer. And I was working at a sandwich shop and I met some dude that invited me to the radio station across the street because you didn't have to be a broadcast journalism major to work there. He said it was a lot of fun. He was like, you should try out. And I was like, Pfft. Yeah, me on radio. Okay, get real. So I went and I got the job and I was on the radio there for two years. Um, so I really fell in love with it. And I still finished my degree in psychology. But then I decided instead of doing what I wanted to do with psych that I would just graduate and get a full time radio job. So right before this, mm -hmm. I was working at a top 40 station in Springfield, Illinois, Kiss FM. I went by the name K-Fair on 99.7. It was... Ooh. I'm just awful. Oh, it man. was awful. Oh my God. I had to pretend like I liked just music that I, and that's where like acting can sometimes come in when it yeah. comes to radio, because if you really don't enjoy the format that you're working in, you still have to play it off like you do because the people that are listening obviously love it. And you still have to be there to like make their experience. <laughs> yeah, great. They're all God, here's this. Hit oh from my, this person. <laughs> I would like throw like 311 like 
all this like older stuff yeah. in there just because I was like, screw this. Like first of the month, I would throw that in there and stuff like that, which wow. was, it got me in a lot of trouble. But I was there for a year and a half and I kept applying to jobs and like every single day I was probably sending in like three different applications across the country. I was on my way to a music festival one day and I got a call from John Ballard at what a five on the place. Um, and he said they were interested in me. So I was like, well, I'm going to a festival this weekend, but here's my information. And I'll get in touch with you on Monday. And they flew me out. Um, probably about a week later, they put me up in a hotel. I stayed here for a couple days. Wow. And then they offered me the job while I was here. And I was like, yep, I'll be here in two weeks. Flew back, packed all my stuff up, quit my job and drove across. Did you have like any kind of like thing that brought you to Fresno besides that job? No, just that. Wow. Like my life revolves around my job. So like, yeah, I kind of just pick up and and move whenever there's like a new opportunity. And this was a great opportunity. I'd never done mornings before. And okay. I mean, the company is amazing. The station itself is amazing. I mean, everybody works there. Everyone that works there is like family to me. They're so awesome. So they really like mentored me a lot and taught mm-hmm. me a lot. And now I do mornings and middays and the local new music show, among other things off the air too. So it's been an amazing learning experience. And this is the first time that I like moved somewhere and really fell in love with the local music scene like I have here. So that's yeah. why I'm so passionate about it. So you think that's um, like the genre a little bit has something to do with it as well? Because yeah. like you're excited. With, Definitely. You know, from your I love show. active rock. Yeah. I mean, like hardcore and stuff like that is some of my favorite to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say that definitely gets me excited too, um, because there is such a large pool of that out here and they're all so incredibly talented that it's, it's really exciting. Nice. So you said, you mentioned there's a lot of aspects to your job. Yeah. So what would you, what would you lean for as you're most excited? Like what gets you the most pumped? Probably on air. On air. 100% first. Um, I just love conversation. Uh, so I think entertainment is the fun aspect of it. And that's like basically your job. You're in the entertainment industry when you're doing like radio and TV and stuff like that. But one thing I really enjoy is video editing. Mm -hmm. I think that's super fun. So whenever I do, you know, animal adoption videos or anything like that, or go to an event and, and videotape there and then have to come back and put it all together. I just think it's really cool to be able to, because like pictures are one thing, pictures like capture a moment, but like videos can really capture like, a different type of emotion because you can almost feel like you were there in that moment. Yeah. You can really, you know, gravitate towards that. So I suck at taking pictures, but I'm really good with videos. So that's more of my forte when it comes to that. That's rad. <laughs> so you do some video work as well. Wow, yeah, okay. I try to. It's nothing like yours. Don't, no, <laughs> don't try to flatter me. It's it's not great, but it's what I can do with what I have. I don't have like all the best resources in terms of doing it, but but I do do my best. That's good. That's how it starts to yeah. get that. You have that drive. You're like, you know, right. what I like kind of video. Editing. That's yeah. Awesome. Like yeah. even if I could just get like a phone stabilizer, you know what I mean? So I could go around to shows and stuff like that and make cool videos. I think that would be awesome. But yeah. I haven't gone on Amazon to get one yet. So <laughs> I need to do Dude, that. Amazon. Yeah. I know. I, <laughs> I need to stop shit shopping so much. <laughs> yeah. um, so is there any Dangerous. crazy perks that you kind of like, you know, like, oh, well, I work at a radio station. So that's pretty awesome. I get to do some stuff. Um, perks to me no but perks to anybody that's not in the industry Mm -hmm. like they would definitely they would be like what you get to do what so i mean the obvious one would be you know free tickets to shows is that's nice you know um but i think what's most exciting is 
our communication with like bands and artists and stuff, because we get the opportunity to sit down with them and, and, you know, just very intimate settings and and just talk to them about whatever. Um, Two of them were at Aftershock that I really enjoyed. So David Draymond from Disturbed, I got to talk to him in his trailer two years ago at Aftershock. Last year, I got to sit down in Corey Taylor's trailer from Slipknot's oh Hour, and I grew up listening to Slipknot. Like that was the one CD my parents would constantly take away from me, like, and I would um, have to find new ways to buy house, it. Yeah, music, right? I know a lot okay. of dude that I would like sit in my room with my Walkman, and so my parents could hear me listening to it. I Ooh, just love the Walkman. Slipknot. Yes. Oh, we're, we're aging yeah, ourselves dude. a little bit. Oh, no. <laughs> it was awesome. So I was, I was pretty giddy. Like I don't get starstruck because I mean they're just normal people with really cool jobs. You know what I yeah. mean? They just have different types of talents. But um, I got pretty nervous when I was going <laughs> to talk to Corey. I was like, oh my God. Is this How did really you prep for that? I'm um, so well, curious. I had like two sheets of questions written out. Okay. Um, obviously, you know, when you're just having an interview, you're just talking to them. So a lot of times things can, you know, go off course and you don't really like look at your questions. And personally, I don't think you should be like staring at questions while you're doing interviews. I see people do that. I'm like, yeah. what do you like? That just looks so bad. Like, just talk to them. You know, yeah. like you can tell the people are nervous. But I basically breathed a lot. I was the only person that got to talk to him. Everybody else was like, you know, shuffled to the other people of Stone Sour. So I was super nervous. But luckily, we have a personal connection with Corey because he's married to our vice president of our company's daughter. So I could like what? open up with, hey, you know Tony? And he's like, yeah, Tony's great. And then that like broke the ice. Just broke it? it was totally okay. Cool. So. I kind of led with that so that I could calm down a little bit. But um, but yeah, he was really rad to talk to. A lot shorter than I was expecting in real life. Oh yeah, man. he's like a little he's like a little pocket guy. How, t- how tall is he? I want to say. No, now I'm curious. Hold on. <laughs> maybe my um, I want to say my height. Like I'm not short, but like I'm pretty average, you know. Yeah. And and I guess that when you think of a frontman of any band, you would expect them to be relatively tall i mean even um sully from godsmack mm-hmm. i swear that dude has to be like five foot four yeah I'm not kidding like he came up to five seven here on me yeah so he's my yeah so Corey's my height wow he's yeah. shorter than me That's yeah crazy. he was um i was pretty surprising but then it makes them less intimidating you know what i mean because yeah. they're not just like these giant dudes that you expect them to be they're... kind of feels that way because of the stage yeah, yeah exactly because they're always raised and you yeah know, when he's in the slipknot he wears that mask and it just makes him look more giant than he is i guess but he was really down to earth really fun interview Taylor, man. <laughs> is that like the crazy would that be your top right there of um i would say him and david draymond just because i got to talk with david about video games i didn't know he was a gamer so that was really oh, nice. exciting to learn um his favorite game ever is the witcher i don't know okay. if you've heard yes of it. i definitely. know that they're, they have like sequels out now yeah. um, but at the time of it he definitely highly recommended the witcher as a game that like everybody should try if they haven't already okay and have you tried it i have Right. Yeah, because I think you have a little bit of a deception. Yeah, with I know. Other game. I love Halo. I just can't. I can't. I can't. Is, is the Halo helmet in the shot? It is. Oh my god! <laughs> That's my Master Chief helmet. I love it. Yes. I've been Master Chief for Halloween like twice in my life already. Oh hello! I kind of have hi. an obsession. Yeah, I have a million dogs. What's Jasper? Jasper, say hi. You're on camera. Hello, Jasper. Hi. <laughs> hello, hello. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so when did the love of Halo start? Uh, When I was really young, actually. I want to say I was a sophomore in high school. I was dating this guy named Jake. We called him Jakey Bake. And he was on Halo all the time. Like, him and his brother used to play. 
We call him Jakey Bake. Jakey Bake. Well, how did that happen? He was just like a nerdy dude. And like okay, my so brother just liked just... to make fun of him pretty much. Okay. So it wasn't like a weed thing. It was okay, just... I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. His Actually, name is Jakey Bake. He was like really calm all the time. He did kind of laugh like he smoked weed too. I don't know. I guess I never really thought about it. I was like in high school and that wasn't like as big of a thing. Yeah. yeah he was kind of just Jakey always Bake. out of it though. Okay, but yeah, so that was Jakey Bake. We dated for I think like two maybe two and a half years and him and his brother always used to play world of warcraft you know okay, in wow. the basement in the dark on separate computers just like total nerds and then halo came out and he really got me into that and i just started playing with him and this was like my first real first person shooter you know like i played 007 and that kind of stuff growing up but it was Ooh, nothing yeah. like this and yeah, he taught me how crazy. to play and he was really good he was like a monster with like the sniper and just like all these crazy hard weapons and I didn't know what I was doing, but because I was learning from somebody who was so good, you know, I, I picked up on it pretty quickly and we hung out all the time anyway. So that kind of just became like what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got my brother into it after that. And then I got my first uh, Xbox live account, which was really exciting. And then I just started playing literally every day. That's not even an exaggeration. If I had my parents here right now, they would be rolling their eyes. Like, yeah, literally every day. Like my so punishment you, through high school, all halo. That was it. Like I would come home and I would go down to the base and I'd put my headset on. And I would play halo. It's wow. time for dinner. Okay. Yeah. I can't stop this game. So, you know, nothing I could do. You know, I'd be screaming at my parents because they're trying to make me stop a live game and they don't know. Okay. So like. you found the, the whole halo live. Yes. Aspect, like, oh my God. I loved it. Like yeah. I met, um, four of my best friends on Xbox that all lived on the East coast. Three of them knew each other. And one of them, uh, was in Atlanta. And when I was in college, I actually flew out no, to the sick. East Coast and I stayed with them for a week so that I can meet them. That's and they're awesome. amazing. They're absolutely amazing. They were so rad. And I'm still in touch with Frankie all the time. Um, he was one of the the OGs of my friends. Wow. So, yeah. It was, it's what do they call awesome. it? Is there a name to it? Like a league? or what, um, um... No. I mean, Clan used to be the thing. Now okay. it's Spartan Company. Um, okay. But we never did anything like that because we always thought it was Did strange. you have a clan name? No, I don't think we did. No? Okay. No, but there was a gamer girl clan called PMS that were wow. really good. And everyone was always like, if you see PMS, watch out for them because they're going to kick your ass. <laughs> like, they were insane. But I never, I never came across them. Cool, man. Yeah. So you got to see your friends? Yeah, it was awesome. And I still keep in touch with them all the time. Like, we used to video chat all the time in college and stuff. It's just... Like, I still... I have friends now that I meet on Halo 5 that I just... I wish they lived here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I love talking to them so much and just like playing with them all the time that it's like, man, if we could all just hang out in real life, I feel like we'd be like a really good group of friends. But I get that all the time whenever I meet people on there, you know, you yeah. like really do make close friends as stupid as that sounds because you're meeting somebody online and you've never met them yeah, before. Yeah, it's like, like all the life. all the warnings of like, don't become like, exactly. don't, don't meet them. You're like, no, we're meeting them. Exactly. But it's also a nice way for me to keep connected with people. I mean, yeah. my buddy Daniel, I went to college with him um, and he moved to Portland and we still play together all the time to keep in touch. And my brother still lives in Chicago. So he and I play together all the time to keep in touch. So it's... I don't know. I just, I love the live aspect. Like nothing has been more fun than that. And it's a nice way to just, you know, de-stress at the end of the day. I usually try to play four times a week if I can for a few hours each day, but it's been getting tough. Halo. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 
Um, so would you consider yourself a competitive gamer? Or? Yeah, 100%. Okay. I try not to take it too seriously because like, yeah. I'm just going to get buttered. But honestly, it's, it is really fun to yeah. be super competitive. Like I know all the call outs and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's exciting to be competitive with it. Yeah. But I'm not like a sore loser. Like even if we just get spanked, I'm still like. Have you had your, okay, game. have you had your moment though? Like, is there a time where you're like, all right, I lost my shit? Yes. Um, okay. And it was because they kept teabagging after every time. <laughs> like, okay. I forgot that was a thing. All right. People still do it. You would think oh that like God. after they were 10 years old, they would give it up and be like, all right, we're all It's usually here. like this five-year-old from like yeah. the UK. <laughs> it is right? so frustrating. But now what's even more frustrating is they're like dads. Oh my and I'm God. like, wow, go F yourself. Like, I get really mad. Like, with when people teabag, like, yeah. that's when I get triggered. I'm like, oh, you mother. <laughs> like, oh, now I got to kill your ass. Like, I just get so upset. I'll even call it out to my teammates. Like, they're teabagging. Please kill this dude. Yeah. Like, call out his gamer tag and everything just so they can whoop his ass. You still find a lot of the kind of crazy people, like, like the crazy, like, racist and crazy, like. I only ran into it once. Um, the dude was on drugs. Not an excuse. That was his friend's excuse for right. him. But um, oh, he's on drugs. I really called him out. I was super pissed off about it. Yeah, because um, it seems like they like have this like barrier where they can just kind of act. Nuts. Absolutely, and yeah. surprisingly, you don't really see it anymore. Not on Halo oh, Five, at least. Because okay. um, since I play so often, you would think I would run into it more. But you know, I've been playing this game since since December, January. Yeah. And I only ran into it that one time. Wow. Um, that's good. The ignorance, a lot of times people don't really even have mics. Um, okay. Yeah. That is kind of like yeah. open chat is kind of like, oh, or no, you have the option where you just chat with your party, right? Yes. Okay. Which so is typically what we do. Yeah. Um, and it's not like the old halos where when you died, you could hear the other team. Do you remember that? Yeah. And in, so there was the a little, lot of the like, waiting room. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of crap talking that was going yeah. on in that. They stopped um, that? Yeah. You can't do that anymore. <sighs> So it's just, it's, it's like such a different climate now. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to people being like ignorant and, you know, saying things that they clearly shouldn't be saying, I usually speak up. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I mean, what are they going to do? Punch me through the TV? No, <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. be like, yo, there's better words. Like, can you please Why? be an adult? You know? Yeah. So, and a lot of times it does work if you just speak up. Cause then they're like, Oh, that's a girl that's telling me yeah. I should shut up. So I probably Is there anything with up. that? Like being a girl gamer? Is there any kind um, of like, cause like, I mean, let's be honest. Is it like 80% male or yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's incredibly male. Okay. Um, so a lot of times when people hear my voice for the first time, they go, what the F was that? <laughs> is that a, is that a little boy or is that a girl? Like I get that question all the time. Like oh, people do man. still think I'm an eight year old boy, which is really frustrating uh, because I talk like I'm like a, 30 year old trucker so they're like wow kid you got a mouth on you you know and it's like (laughs) i'm a 27 year old chick like i have a career leave me alone like it's so frustrating but yeah no it's um it's infuriating um the kind of think that is it's just see this is the thing and this is funny we're talking about this because this is my my gaming vlog topic for the week okay um it's I have like, I really don't even know how to explain this. I think it's just because it's such a male dominated community mm-hmm. that they still have in their heads that like chicks don't game competitively. You know, like they would, they would probably see a chick and be like, oh, she games, she probably plays Super Mario. You know what I mean? Like they don't yeah. see chicks playing like role playing games or first person shooters. Like that's just, 
out of you know, know bounds why. to them. I don't either. I yeah. don't get it. I'm a chick. I don't get it. I can't think like a dude when it comes to that. Yeah. But it's really frustrating when you find those guys. And a lot of them like try to, you know, get all cocky. Like, oh, yeah, 1v1. And it's like, why are we even doing this? Like, yeah. <laughs> why why are you trying to beat a chick in a first-person shooter? Is it really that important to you? Like, yeah. are you really that threatened right now? Yeah. But, you know, typically I just find the dudes that are really chill and, you know, cool to hang out with. And, you know, they'll defend me whenever they feel like they need to. But it really doesn't happen as often as it used to. Yeah. Um, but now the thing is, you know, they'll they'll add me on, like, social media or something. And they'll be like, oh, you're not 300 pounds. Like, what is the stigma that every girl that plays video yeah. games has to be, like, really large? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> but to be fair, I have always thought that about guys who game. You know, when I... There's, yeah, there's, like, a South Park image that comes in your head immediately. Yeah, yeah I think of the yeah. dude from, from The Simpsons, the one that has okay. the ponytail yes, and he's kind of got the, the list. Guy. Yes, yes. You, like, his belly's showing. Like, that's oh, kind yeah. of what I picture, too. So I'm guilty of it. But, yeah. you know, sometimes I'll add some of my friends on Xbox on Facebook, and they're like really jacked dudes you know like good looking guys and yeah. i'm like that was not at all what i expected you to look like like it's wow. insane but you know sometimes the voice doesn't exactly match what you think they're gonna look like but there is definitely a stigma of chicks and gaming and you know you have the girl gamers that are very into it and very rash and you know very um competitive and then you have the other girl gamers they're like i'm a girl gamer oh i game all the time you know and they like <laughs> Just try to make it like a thing, but yeah. they're not like super competitive with it. Yeah. Um, which is fine, but I just I just really love to kill people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's what I get on to do. I don't even care if I have to play alone. Like that's all I want to do is just like smash on some Halo. Is there some etiquette? Cause I'm like, I'm not really I've gamed before, obviously, but I'm not really like I don't really do it very often. Is there okay. some etiquette for some new people that are like just some things you should probably know if you're jumping into a high competitive yes. space. Um, know the maps, know the call outs. Okay. Um, and that takes so long to learn. Yeah. So if you're somebody that's going to try to take it seriously yeah. and you're going to do ranked, I would definitely suggest knowing that stuff and really taking the time to learn it. Mm -hmm. It's completely worth it when you do. Um, play with people that know what they're doing. That helps. Okay. Um, if you don't want to be super competitive with it and you just want to play for fun, I would say play social, which is unranked. So you can still do all of the competitiveness that you want, but if you suck, it doesn't matter because it's not going to hurt your rank at all. That's good. Yeah. So those those two are probably the top. Know the map, know 100%. the callouts. 100%. That was the first thing my brother told me when I got this game. And okay. it's helped a lot. Now, unfortunately, with this new season, they added some new maps and I don't know where the hell anything is or what's spawning where. And it's yeah. like, I feel like I'm starting over again, which can be frustrating, but I understand they had to change things up a little bit we've had the same maps like the entire game but yeah i would say those are definitely the two most important things if you want to do well in in gaming for sure and just you know be open-minded talk to people have a mic please have a mic like yeah even if you're not going to talk a lot just have the mic and wear your headphones so that you can hear what's going on because the call outs are super important Right on. Yeah. So Halo. So you talked a little bit about it and I've been kind of, you talked a little bit about kind of setting your time, uh, you know, you're like, you know, I'm just trying to keep it to four hours. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, a lot more than that. so talk a little bit about that. So, um, limiting your exposure to it. Um, is that something you kind of picked up lately or just kind of, you're trying to align your goals with gaming or what inspired that? I don't no, to be honest, like when I was younger, I used to play like I could seriously play for 12 hours straight. Right. Like I wouldn't, you know, I would run to the bathroom, you know, while a new match is starting just, you know, so I could relieve myself really quick. You know, yeah. it was like 
just everything I ever thought about. And sometimes it still is, you know, sometimes like if I'm at work and if you ever come into my office, you'll probably see that I have, you know, the HCS tournament up on my screen, you know, because I'm literally watching a Halo tournament at work because I can't be home to play. It's like, I, I think about it all the time because I'm super passionate about it and yeah, I love it. And I like that, watching yeah. the tournaments because you're watching these phenomenal people and you can kind of learn how they play and oh, okay, well maybe I can try that later. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so it's just like, I don't limit myself for any specific reason. I guess it's just like throughout the day, I make sure that I have my relaxation time. So like mm-hmm. I'll get off work, I'll take a nap. And then usually I want to spend time with, you know, my pets and just kind of lay on the couch and just relax, eat something, watch TV. And then probably around like four o'clock, I'll be like, okay, well, this is probably a good time to get on because then I can time it out where by eight or nine I can be in bed and being responsible. Exactly. Okay. But when I'm playing, I'm up in front of the TV, like five feet. No, probably even two feet away from the TV. And I ignore my dogs completely. You know what I mean? So I feel bad that I'm not (laughs) spending time with them. So it's like, I have to get that like time in with them to make them feel loved because I can see their faces when I pull the Papa San chair up to the TV. They're like, no, well, she's going to be ignoring us, so we better be like little devils and like run in the backyard and start barking and everything. So right. I try to get my time in with them as much as I can, but I also try to get in as much Halo time as I can handle. So you talked a little bit about the Halo tournament thing type yes. thing. So there's a crazy thing going on with gaming. So it's becoming like nationally recognized. Which is uh, cool. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's a big thing. It's drawing in a lot of people. Um, I don't know if you heard of this. They talk, they're having talks about having it in the Olympics. No. Yes. So they're like literally considering it as a sport. And so I just curious what your thoughts on that. Like, where do you think the future of gaming is? Because I've it's been selling out arenas. It's been selling yes. out like B- uh, Buffalo Wild Wings actually was playing it on the big screen um, yeah. behind the bar one time, which was so exciting. I was in heaven. I was like, oh my god, is this and real life? Yeah, because that Amazing. hasn't ha- most people are watching you know traditional sports exactly, football. which is fine. Um, yeah. and a lot of people that do watch traditional sports don't consider gaming to be a sport. Right. I get it. I don't know what the definition of sport is. Yeah. I haven't looked it up. Um, Would you consider it a sport? I want to. Yeah. Uh, You build skills. You have to practice to continually get better. Hand-eye coordination. Exactly. Um, It is very competitive. Mm -hmm. Um, And you are going against other people with different skills that could be better than you. Yeah. Strategy is a huge part of it. I consider um, it a sport. Why not? I would consider it a sport. Uh, I'm sure people that are like football players would like get all upset about that. Yeah. They're like, wow, you know, I, I practically get concussions every day. And you consider sitting in front of a TV a sport? Like, I get that. I'm not yeah. disputing that. But I think that they're two different types of sports. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I can't not consider gaming a sport. I'll put it that way. Just because there's so much that goes into it. And you do it to put so much time and effort into it. It's not just like you play and you're good. You are always gaining yeah. new skills and getting better and better. So I feel like I feel like it's a sport. That's exciting that it's going to be in the. I didn't know they wanted it to be in the Olympics. Yeah, they're considering it. Um, I, I know you Twitch, right? Twitch yeah. is like insane. Um, people are living like doing retirement plans off Twitch. There are like there's a lot of money in it. Yeah, there's a ton of money. Brands are recognizing that you know all these kids. Everyone's watching Twitch. Everyone's watching someone else's game. And they used to be kind of weird yeah. i think at first but it's basically like youtube stars though in a weird yeah way. You know i don't know I mean? why people thought that yeah 
But yeah, which so is also really weird. <laughs> but people, brands and companies are realizing that everyone's wanting to watch these people game, and right. so now everyone's investing in it. And it's like, oh well, yeah, yeah, of course, gaming's a sport. Yep. Before you know, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah, um, that's exciting. Yeah, just made my day. If you are like I'm, like completely say completely like, yeah. new to gaming, and you think that campaign and live gaming are the same thing, that's incorrect. I know a guy who said, well, I'm going to play all the campaigns of Halo first because then I might be good at, at live. And I'm like, oh, that is the cutest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Doesn't work like that I've at all. I've literally thought that before, actually. <laughs> right when I get the game, I'm like, I don't want to embarrass myself. So we're going to go hang out, hang out in the campaign. You and- would think it would make sense, but the campaign, you're going against AIs. And in live, you're going even- against real people with like real skills. And it's so much more intense. So I would say really, first of all, pick what type of game you want to play. So whether it's like a first person shooter, maybe an RPG, something like that. Maybe you just want to play something, you know, like, uh, like Mario. I mean, it's a blast. I'm not going to say you can't, you know, rock band is super fun. Um, just don't get too frustrated if you suck because everybody sucks at everything at first. Like if you don't know what you're doing, that's totally okay. Just know that the more time you put into it, the better you are going to get. So, 100% don't stress out. Don't throw your computer, you know, or your controller through the window. Like, just relax. You will get better. Just keep at it and keep playing and just have fun with it. Because when people start to get, like, way too serious about it, that's kind of when it, like, ruins it for everyone. And that's when everyone just thinks that every gamer is just, like, a crazy psycho. And I have my outbursts. I'm not going to lie. Like, I will (laughs) scream at the top of my lungs if a game is not going my way. But just gain your composure and just realize it's a game and you'll have a million after that one and hopefully you can redeem yourself. So I would say that's definitely number one for a noob gamer for sure. Talk to me about your show. So you have a show dedicated to your passion for Halo and... Yeah. Talk to me about that. So it's a gaming vlog. Um, So Legends Comics and Games, if you know them here in town... They're doing this um, Legends Comics and Games Superstore where they're going to be putting not only a bunch of their comic stuff like they mm-hmm. already have. I mean, the two locations that they have are insane. But in the Superstore, they're also going to have all of their gaming stuff. Um, so they've basically wanted to work with me because they know how passionate I am about gaming. They're actually the ones that gifted me my Master Chief helmet. Oh, they surprised dang. me with it one day. Plug, plug, plug. Um, yeah, for real. Legends <laughs> Comics and Games, you guys are um so they wanted to work with me to allow me to do a gaming vlog i've been wanting to do it for years ever since i started working here and finally we found a company that you know is you know passionate about me and my passion for gaming so they basically said okay well you do whatever you want and i just make weekly videos on any kind of gaming related topic so i started out by you know talking about how i got into gaming and why you know i'm so passionate about gaming you know i've Last time when I was in Chicago with my family, I did a video with my dad and my brother because I grew up gaming with both of them. My dad used to like hang out with us and try to game with us whenever we would play, which was awesome. Um, This week I talked about sexism and gaming. So just like any kind of random gaming topic that I can talk about, um, I do. You know, for instance, uh, do video games make people violent? That was one that I did last week. Um, But I mean, they're getting a good response and and I don't think people really realize how big the gaming community is. We're kind of quiet about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we don't just go around like, hey, I game. Anybody else? You know what I mean? Like, that's you just that kind of find true. out after, like, getting to know somebody that they are, you know, whether a hardcore gamer or just, you know, like a seasonal gamer, you know? So yeah. it's not something that we really throw out to the world, you know, to, to let everybody know about. But, you know, it's 
pretty underground, but there's a lot of us. So it's exciting when you can, you know, meet people through the videos that you post about gaming that are also in love with gaming. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, through those platforms themselves. So it's been cool. I, I love doing the gaming videos. Like it's just, you know, they kind of just give me the reins and say, hey, we trust you. Whatever you want to do, go ahead and do it. And that is awesome. It's though. been rad That's so sick. far. Yeah. And a lot of people that like watch the videos or like listen here in town to the blaze, they'll add me on, fa- on, uh, on Xbox because they'll see, I always have my gamer tag behind me, like my profile set up on the TV screen whenever I do my videos so that yeah. people can add me and they have, and they've like invited me to parties and stuff and like want to play, which is super awesome. What's your gamer tag again? Drive by pooting. Okay. So <laughs> how did that happen? would hear gunshots a lot when we lived in tower district so it wasn't like it was like super you know scary at that point because you know it was like wow i hope they're okay but you know this happens all the time so it is what it is but we were woken up by the gunshots and i was super slap happy because i just woke up and i thought i would try to make light of the situation and i thought it could be a drive-by shooting and my mind went to drive-by pooting that rhymes Okay. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to make that my gamer tag. And that was the end of it. And I Perfect. woke up the next morning and I made it my gamer tag. And people think it's really funny. It is. I have like eight billion gamer tags on hand. Like I create them all the time. I'll just be walking around. Oh, that's a funny one. Text it to somebody. Lock that text just so I make sure that I keep oh it. Like God. I just have a million that I just come up with randomly Can all the time. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay. So my buddy Frankie that I told you about earlier, mm-hmm. who's one of my good friends from Xbox that lives on the East coast. He helps me with a lot of them because he's also really creative with stuff like this. Um, so just warning you, a lot of them are like poot and queef and like poop related and that kind of stuff. But I think they're hilarious. <laughs> I like those ones. Um, right. the great barrier queef. Oh my God. Uh, master queef is an obvious one. Uh, queen Lequifa was another <laughs> one that I came up with. <laughs> Uh, Pablo Escafart was one of my favorites. Das Poot instead of Das Boot. Um, <laughs> God, what are some other ones? I just came up. Dino Horus was one I recently came up with. Velocicraptor. Okay. Um, yeah. Of I don't course. know why I like dinosaur ones. I think those are funny. Uh, Betty Poop. That's not like super funny, but like everybody knows who Betty Boop is. So yeah. they're going to understand that it's like you're making fun of Betty Poop. Betty Boop. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, my God. Um, God, I'm trying to think of more. I, uh, Taint Nicholas would be a funny one. Or Taint Patrick. Um, <laughs> just anything where you can turn saint to taint is always good. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you really have to work with Microsoft, though, because they try to, like, catch these things. Oh, do they really? Yes. They screen those? Oh, okay. They, they have somebody that literally screens the gamer tags and tells you if you can use them or not. So, That's for instance, lame. I tried to do Queen Laquifa, and no matter how I spelled it incorrectly, they wouldn't allow it. <laughs> and one day, I was playing a game, and I saw a dude with the gamer tag, no. um, Boondock Taint. And that like, was skip the radar. Two separate words. Like taint was its own word. And wow. I was like, you have got to be. I was furious. You must have an in on Microsoft. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, do you work for them? Must be nice. Yeah. I was so pissed. But yeah, I mean, like, I just I like the plays on words, man. Like I <laughs> somebody that I saw on the Halo 5 community on Facebook the other day, his thing was like <laughs> Mr. Bustin' Cheeks or something. And I was like <laughs> crying. I was laughing so hard. I just like when people get creative with it. Cause you can tell what their humor is by what their gamer tag is. Yeah. Some people take it really seriously, like, I'm Jeff, you know? And like other people <laughs> like have fun with it. And it's like, I just prefer the people that are fun with it. Yeah. 
So it's, it's like an opportunity for sure. Absolutely. All right. Um. So a lot of people might not know this. I don't. I didn't. It was new for me. Um. Animals. Yes. Your passion for animals. Oh Talk my god. About that. I've always loved animals. Um, You're surrounded by animals. <laughs> I am, yeah. I've got four here. Okay. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Just growing up, we always had like a golden retriever. So Amber was my first dog. She passed away when I was in fourth grade. I was devastated. Oh, I but know. she was 15 and a half, so she lived a good life. That's good. Um. Since I was so sad, my parents got me Max, and he was our next golden retriever. So he was mine. We named him after the gladiator. So Maximus Decimus uh, Marilius. So wow. He was a sweetheart like he was the love of my life unfortunately passed away when he was nine when I was in college um he had cancer and they didn't catch it they thought it was something else so unfortunately he passed away um but it was just like growing up my dogs were like my support system I know it sounds really weird but like I could just sit there and like cry and they would just sit with me and like lick my tears, you know? So it was just like, I've always had such a strong connection with animals and you know, my dad growing up, we would find baby bunnies or baby birds, you know, and stuff like that. And we would nurse them to health and, and release them in the backyard or out into the wild. And we just kind of grew up in in an environment where animals were part of the family. So I moved to Fresno where there is a giant overpopulation of stray animals. There's a lot of breeding that's going on. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of dog fighting that goes on, you know, and then these animals just kind of get released in the wild to die. So it's just like, I moved here and I was like, oh my God, (laughs) like I have to do something about this. So luckily the guy that I was dating at the time was very open to accepting stray animals. And the first one was Daphne and she was the tan one that was on my lap earlier. And I was just driving around the street, like in Fresno, it was the Rite Aid over on Olive and Blackstone. And I got lost looking for like a, I don't know, like a hardware store. And I see this little dog, like Mm. just kind of running around the busy street. And I was like, what the hell? Whose dog is this? Like, this is like my first real experience seeing a stray dog because I had moved to Tower District. And she just kept trying to follow anyone she could. Like you could tell she was lost and nobody like wanted her. They were like shooing her away. And I was like, that's really mean, but she'll be fine. You know? And I'm sure somebody will pick her up. I get lost. I'm going around this triangle around the right aid like three times. She's still there. So I stopped in the right aid parking lot and I was like, all right. Cause this was my first like dog that I rescued. I was like, if she comes across the street, and comes into this parking lot, which was a ways away. Yeah. Then it's meant to be, and I'll take her. Sure enough, the oh, second I had that thought, she makes a beeline for the parking lot. I was like, oh my God. This is my dog. So I pick <laughs> her up and I bring her home, and I'm like, Phil, I have a dog. Oh, what do you mean shit. you have a dog? Bring her in. He fell in love with her. And then that kind of just started the whole rescue process. So we would find random stray animals, you know, out on the streets. Jasper, my big dog, um, he was supposed to be euthanized next at the SPCA. So there was a, he was put up on an urgent rescue needed site and I fell in love with him and I just went and adopted him that day. Um, Jacko, who's (laughs) the little alpha of my house, who's tiny. Um, he was just, you know, somebody bought him for their sister. The sister didn't know she was allergic to dogs and they needed to find him a home right away. So I took him. So it's just like, you know, whether it's abused situations, I drove all the way to Exeter to rescue a really abused dog. We spent days picking hundreds of ticks off of her. Like she just had clusters of ticks. She was badly abused, really scared of men. Um, it was really depressing, but we got her to Valley Animal Center who gave her to Valley Oak SPCA and she found a home and she's doing really good now. 
So um, there was one that was pregnant. I didn't know she was pregnant. She was in Auberry. She was so thin, like it was ridiculous. And when I brought her home and we started feeding her, she blew up. She was halfway through her pregnancy with nine puppies. That's how skinny she was. So we got all nine puppies out, got them all to a rescue in Oregon. They all got adopted. And she's now living with my ex-boyfriend. Her name's Lana and she's an absolute sweetheart. So there have been like, so many dogs and cats, you know, that we've rescued from off the street or in really bad situations. And I think the most rewarding thing about it, it's a lot of work. I mean, you have to train yeah, all of these animals. Yeah, you have feed to and all. Yeah. I'm 100% it's so expensive, yeah. but like you have to hope that all the animals get along together. The most rewarding thing is a not only potty training <laughs> like it oh, takes i didn't even think about that that's so insane. much patience but yeah. like once they get it it's like oh my god like i'm their mom like they listen <laughs> to me like i taught them something like it's so yeah. rewarding but it's like one of my favorite things when we would take them home is we'd give them a bath and then we'd put them on the bed because like they had never been on a bed before oh my goodness and like just yeah. seeing their faces and seeing their personalities open up you know what i mean and just like how excited they would be and watching them just dart around the house like it's just like it melts your heart yeah to watch what you just saw as a dog that was trying to eat a smashed cheeto off the ground because it was starving into like this little animal that just like has so much spirit and i just have fallen in love with every single animal that that we've rescued and it's such a good feeling. I haven't done it in a while, you know. Out here in West Fresno, you know, you don't really see as many stray animals, you know, no. as you did in Tower District. But it was so rewarding. And I am so glad that I got to do it. Because you really bond with the animals that you take in, you know. I mean, you're kind of like their savior at that point. Because you take them out of like a really bad situation. And give them unconditional love and like so much like yeah, they're very adorable snuggles. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're awesome. So yeah, i I did that for a couple of years and it's awesome. That is super awesome. Yeah. Cool. So what's on the agenda for you in the next, what would, would be like your next future project you're working on? Um, Oh, that's a good question. Maybe myself. Okay. If that's a fair answer. That is. Um, sometimes I get so lost in what I'm doing work-wise uh, that I don't really take enough time for myself. Um, I'll kind of hold myself up in my house because I do love being around my animals all the time. It's relaxing to me, but I need to get out more, you know? So, like, I'll go to the lake or the river or something for a day just to kind of, like, relax. Like, that's where I love to be. I don't like being around a ton of people, you know? I just like to... Just be there, go swim, lay on the sand. You know what I mean? Just really listen to everything around me because it's really grounding to just Mm -hmm. realize that the world still spins every day. You know what I mean? Like regardless of what's going on in your life, the world is still doing what it's doing. Everybody's still living their lives. Nature is still, you know, living on in its way. Um, And I I really just want to find myself again. Because when you just put all of your time and effort into something that you're passionate about. Sometimes you can kind of lose yourself, you know, and it just is nice to center yourself yeah. and just remember, Oh, okay. You know, and then go back into your passion. So, and personally, I feel like you have to be whole as a person in order to do really well in the things that you're passionate about. So I'm hoping to get back in touch with myself, maybe take some more, trips you know like out to court right and different reservoirs and stuff like that that are two hours away because the drives are nice and that's just a lot of nice chill time good advice all right (laughs) 
what's something someone should read tonight before they go to bed? You're going to make fun of me because I see people making memes about this book, but I have it right here. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. The Four Agreements. This book saved my life. I read this when I was in Springfield. This and The Power of Now um, by Eckhart Tolle. Those are two of my favorite books. Now, they're they're not like, you know, nonfiction or anything like that. They're kind of like self-help books in an odd way. Um, So they kind of just teach you how to reset your life in the way that you really want to live it, but in a way that's healthy to live your life. Uh, So, for instance, you know, we have a lot of societal pressures and things that people say we should do, but that's not necessarily what we should be doing because we don't want to. So for Mm. instance, when I read that book, my parents were completely against my tattoos. Like they were like, we didn't raise you this way. You know, you shouldn't have tattoos and piercings, blah, blah, blah. I get it. They didn't raise me that way, but I needed that book because I was telling myself, well, I shouldn't get tattoos anymore because they don't want me to. Mm. But when I read that book, it was just like, are you living your life for yourself? Are you living your life to please others? And I am a people pleaser. But when it really came down to it, I was like, at the end of the day, this is going to be super depressing to say, when you die, you die alone. Yeah. You know, you're the only one you have at that point. So why not just live your life the way that you want to live it? And with something as simple as getting tattoos and piercings that other people may not, you know, think is acceptable or whatever. Yeah. It was just a time that I really needed that book. And it really framed my mind in a more positive and healthy way with that kind of stuff so people post memes about that book and are like man i like crystals which i do and i believe very heavily in them but yeah i was gonna ask what's the meme about? it's just the, the it's, crystal vibes yeah just it? like making fun of you know people that like to be down to earth with stuff. the hashtag woke thing yeah going yeah okay, that okay. whatever that even is i've never used that in my entire life but yeah. it's like yeah you know people that like get into yoga and all that kind of stuff they just like to make fun of people like it's that not but about that. personally I think that's an incredible book, and I, I recommend it to everyone that I meet that feels like a little lost in their life. Even if they don't, read the book, The Four yeah. Agreements. It's an incredible book. And then there are a million other ones, you know, that Don Don Miguel Ruiz also writes that are kind of similar to it that I would highly recommend, too. So that and The Power of Now are both incredible books. That one's a lot easier to read. The Power of Now is very long, um, kind of drawn out, and it really just helps you be present, So it's one of those books where, you know, you'll be reading it and it'll say, okay, take a second and close your eyes and listen to the hum of the technology. Listen to this, listen to that. And you can literally train yourself how to drown out all sound and just be present in that moment because there's so many like channels and like wavelengths and everything that's going on around you that you don't even realize it may sound silent, but it's not, there is sound. So, so being in the present moment, nice. exactly. And that was something that I really needed to learn. It's something I still really enjoy to do to just like sit outside, just breathe, close my eyes and just find that silence because then, you know, you don't have any thoughts in your head. Like there's just, there's nothing that can break that, you know, it's kind of a way like meditation, but have you experimented a little bit with meditation? You know, I've tried, um, hasn't really worked for, I kind of just fall asleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I literally focus on like nothing, pass focus out. on nothing. And then you just like sleep. <laughs> I like take a nap. Yeah. yeah um, I've, had a, I've had similar experience. I was going to say, have you tried meditation? Yes. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's really interesting to get yourself. Cause I know it's all about thinking about nothing. Right? Yes. So which is hard. Cause when you sit there, typically you sit yeah, with your thoughts. It is. And it's hard to like, you feel it. You feel the waves. I, I think I usually get to that state where I get close to nothing, but then I start feeling the waves of like, just like a random thought. And I'm just like, and then I 
just I'm in that thought again. It's hard. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. Yeah. I think it's fairly interesting though. Yeah. And it does make me pretty sleepy. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is nice. So I guess do it before bed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, I consider that. Yeah. It's tough. Would you um would you consider yourself a spiritual person? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So do you do you practice any kind of religion? No. Okay, so spiritual religion, a little bit different. 100%. Okay. Yeah. I I don't practice religion, um, but I've always just considered myself to be more of a spiritual person. Like when people say, what religion would you consider your morals closest to? Obviously, I'm going to say Buddhism. You know, okay. I just 100% believe in just being right to people. You know what I mean? Not judging people for anything, you know. If you really pay attention to people in everyday life and really pay attention to what they're saying, a lot of times it's to complain about something. You know, it's like people find a way to connect with strangers, especially through complaining. For instance, that is so say you're outside. Nasty, true, yeah. You know, or say you're on a, a, a bus yeah, and you're sitting next to somebody you don't know. And they say, if they're even talking and not on their phone. Yeah. And they say, man, the weather's really crappy today, huh? Yeah, it's pretty cold. Yeah, super rainy too. It's like what is this conversation? You're literally just yeah. complaining to connect and it doesn't make any sense. And it's just one of those things where like I learned through reading a lot of like books on Buddhism and stuff like that, where it's just like, just take away all of that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just like have real conversation with people. Don't judge people for anything in particular. Don't look at a chick and say, man, her skirt's too tight. Look at the chick and be like, she probably feels really good today. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like just like framing things in a different way can really make such a big difference. And then you're going to feel better. I mean, if you walk around all day with a nasty attitude, you're going to have a nasty attitude. Yeah. You know, if you're just sitting there just crap talking about everybody that walks by, what is that really, you know, doing for you? Nothing. So optimism a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense how mean the world is. And I feel like, you know just kind of spreading the light as much as you can just makes the world such a better place. It can be really tough, you know, like I'll be honest, halo is like my not present time. Like that's like my time to get all that anger that like I need to get out in that moment. But you know, on the rest of the day, I'm, I do my best to just be a real and good individual because I think the world needs more of that. And when you meet people like that, it's like, Oh my God, this is what amazing yes like <laughs> let's share this with the world like yeah. it's awesome but yeah no i would definitely consider myself to be more spiritual because i don't practice any type of religion but yeah well i think that's a good spot to end it right there sure yeah. absolutely well thank you so much for doing my podcast thank you for having me this has been awesome yes. <laughs> where can people find you okay um on Facebook, I'm Kelly Ferry. Uh, last name is spelled F-E-R-R-Y, so you can add me on there. And Instagram is pretty much the only other forum I use besides my Xbox app. So uh, if you want to get in touch with me on Instagram, um, you can look up, I believe, uh, Izzy-1051 The Blaze. I have that on there. Um, but my actual handle is life underscore is underscore beautiful. I, I seriously do love that handle. <laughs> Thank you. I've yes. had it for years. I love um, it. It's B-U-D-D-H-A-F-U-L. So you can find me on there too. Yeah, and follow me and I'll follow you back. Follow you of course, all the links will be in the bottom of the description so awesome. you guys can easily find them. Thank you. Thank you so much for I love all your little puppies. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, yeah, see you guys on the next one. <laughs>